0: Hey man, ready to talk about measuring muzzle velocity? Yes. All measuring right. muzzle velocity, various types of chronographs. I believe this kind of predates uh, radars, doesn't it? Or is yeah. That right here? No, unfortunately, <laughs> this like was all wrapping up and going to print when Labradar came out. And we're like, oh yeah, we didn't. Just missed it, especially considering the phenom that Labradar became. So that's one of the. Um, benefits of of these podcasts is that we can update the material right yeah like it's obviously the book is what it is that's the nature of print but um, the nature of the digital content is we can talk about whatever we want that's happened yep. since it went into print um, so we're in chapter 15 of modern advancements in long range shooting volume one um, and it's about measuring muzzle velocity and we go into all the principles of chronographs and which ones we tested and and how they worked out. Um, So one of the the things to keep in mind when we talk about how good a chronograph is, there's there's two things that chronographs are primarily used for. Uh, One of them is to measure like the standard deviation of your hand loads Mm -hmm. to check them for consistency, and that would be an example of measuring precision. And the other one is uh, to get to, to know what the average velocity of your shots are. And that is a measurement of accuracy. Yep. So those two things, they're different goals, there's different attributes that will allow a chronograph to measure them, either one uh, independently better than the other. Yeah, you know, that's a, it's kind of popped into my head as you're talking about that. Relating back to when we talked about truing, um, truing is really just, serving the accuracy portion mm-hmm. of that function whereas with a chronograph you also get the, the precision element there. yeah i mean if you're if you pay attention when you're truing suppose you shoot you know it's a bit excessive but if yeah. you were to fire 10 shots at your truing bar or your truing target you will come to understand where your group center is but you'll also observe how much spread there is yeah. in your group vertically and so that spread i guess you could say you're it'd be hard to quantify it but you're observing the effect of sd in your vertical spread at distance whereas the chronograph measures each shot and gives you the actual number yep for sure so uh one of the things you know when you're when we're talking about we talk a lot about the classic sky screen chronographs here where you set them up they've got like a y shape and you know you shoot through it and it starts a timer and then it ends a timer when it passes the second screen, and the speed is just that distance divided by the time. Yep. And so there's a few things that will determine your resolution there. The thing that the that the chronograph manufacturers like to point to um, to talk about the accuracy and precision of their unit is the clock speed. You know, so you know how many megahertz is the is the clock. Yep. Um, and if you do the math on that. Those clocks, I mean, that's a technology that's getting better over the years. So mm-hmm. if you look at the, the ability of the chronograph's clock to measure time, then, you know, it's all going to imply like a very small error in your velocity measurements. Yep. Um, you know, the faster clocks will appear to have make more accurate, precise measurements. And that kind of establishes your baseline precision. Like, what's the best it can possibly do? Right. Like, what, what is the clock limiting you to? Yep. Um, But the dirty secret of it, the reality of it, is that the clock is not the limiting factor, Um, especially now that clocks are so fast how they are. Um, The limiting factor by far in chronographs like that is the uh, triggering, Mm. um, the triggering of those sky screens. So, I mean, picture you've got uh, like an eighth inch slit of light that you're, this is just an example, uh, eighth inch wide beam, and once an amount of that beam gets obscured by a bullet's shadow then it triggers it's a binary like right now is when it passed well the problem is i mean imagine a bullet with like a long sleek vld style nose does it trip that trigger as soon as the tip of the bullet enters the shadow or does it have to how far does it go before it and that distance If you're hearing this recording, it's because you're listening to a free sample of a podcast from the Science of Accuracy Academy. In order to hear the full version of this podcast and many others, go to the Science of Accuracy Academy website and subscribe.